2: Congratulations are in order. A big anniversary for a big investigation. Plus, Rudy Giuliani opens up yet another can of worms with regard to the Russia probe. And is there a rebellion in the works over immigration policy? This is the State of America tonight.
3: There has been no collusion. They won't find any collusion. It doesn't exist. Let Mueller figure out what happened.
4: In the interest of the country, I think it's time to wrap it up.
3: They can't indict him. They can't issue a subpoena ten. But the president is not above the law.
2: The anonymous source
5: who leaked Michael Cohen's financial record to the press is coming forward. This whistleblower says that upon searching a government database, several reports missing.
6: I'm a lot more concerned of when he does things like call immigrants animals.
1: These are not people. These are animals. I don't think he phrased that correctly, and I wish he hadn't.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. The Russia investigation turns one year old today, so I guess happy birthday is in order. Well, wishes, though, you are probably not going to receive from President Donald Trump. But he does offer this up. Congratulations, at least. Congratulations, America. We are now into the second year of the greatest witch hunt in American history. And there is still no collusion and no obstruction. And the president and his allies insist it's time to wrap it up.
3: We are hopefully coming to the end. It it is a bad thing for our country. Very, very bad thing for our country. But there has been no collusion. They won't find any collusion. It doesn't exist.
4: In the interest of the country, I think it's time to wrap it up. And I would very respectfully encourage the special counsel and his team to, to, to bring their work to completion.
7: I call on my Republican colleagues to join me in calling for the firing of Bob Mueller. And look, it's time for Mueller to put up or shut up.
2: If all of that sounds familiar, you're not just imagining things. Past presidents under investigation have said the very same.
3: I believe the time has come to bring that investigation and the other investigations of this matter to an end. One year of Watergate is enough.
2: So without, thank you, Richard Nixon. So with all of the calls now to wrap it up, how does the Mueller investigation stack up to others? Here's a quick look. By comparison to Hillary Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton's rather Whitewater investigation, Reagan's Iran Contra investigation and Bush's Valerie Plame investigation, Mueller's just getting started, and here is what Bob Mueller has done in this first year to date. He's brought 75 criminal charges against 22 people and companies. This includes a former White House advisor, three former Trump campaign aides, including a campaign chairman, a prominent Russian oligarch, and a dozen Kremlin-backed trolls. Five defendants have pleaded guilty, one already sentenced, and a partridge in a pear tree. All of which is important context when the drumbeat out of the White House continues to be this. The president knows that there was no collusion in the campaign uh, and he has been quite clear about this. It's gone on for over a year. They found no evidence of collusion. Which brings us on this anniversary to the gift that just keeps on giving. Rudy Giuliani marking the big day with a new big message and maybe a gift for President Trump. But Giuliani says Bob Mueller told him.
3: I asked him specifically. If they, if they realized or acknowledged they didn't have the power to indict, uh, both under the uh, Justice Department memo, which gives them their power, in essence confines their power, mm-hmm. and uh, under the Constitution. And he said, well, he, he, did, he, he wouldn't answer. And one of his assistants said they acknowledged they had to be bound by Justice Department policies. And then the next day or the day after, they clarified it for Jay Sekulow, who was with me at the meeting, that they didn't have the power to indict that what they would eventually do is write a memorandum and give it to the uh, Deputy Attorney General.
2: Well, not so fast, says one Democratic Senator, Richard Blumenthal. He serves on the Judiciary Committee and is a former U.S. attorney. He thinks Giuliani's got it all wrong.
7: I will grant you that there are a lot of legal scholars who say that a president cannot be indicted while in office. I happen to believe, having reviewed a lot of the same law, that a president can be indicted. Why? Because no one is above the law.
2: One Republican says Giuliani, though, is just doing his job, and Robert Mueller should be allowed to do his.
7: Rudy Giuliani represents a client, and so he's acting in the best interest of his client. I continue to say what I've said the whole time. Let Mueller finish his work. Let all the truth come out. I think that's the best thing for the president. I really do. And I think it's the best thing for the country.
2: So what's the best thing for Michael Cohen to do right now? Probably call your lawyer, because Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, is now facing new legal trouble, new trouble, a lot of it, it seems. The the whistleblower who leaked the bank records from President Trump's personal attorney Michael Cohen is now speaking out, saying they leaked the financial documents when others weren't there. Ronan Farrow broke this story. Listen to him.
5: This whistleblower says that upon searching a government database that is supposed to contain all of the reports of suspicious bank activity, uh, this person found several reports missing.
2: So why were these documents missing? That is a point of much speculation right now. But everyone seems to agree that there is a lot more here than meets the eye.
1: It would be unusual uh, for, for these things to go uh, and to not for there not to be some reason that they're taking. We, I, I think Bob Mueller's probably known about this for a long time and has already mm-hmm. looked into it. So uh, that, that that alarms me a little bit. If, if, in fact, they are missing and nobody knows, then that's a whole different story. You know, Katie, bar the door because that's a different uh, you know, that, that's a that's a very different scenario where we, we really are talking about some serious uh, problems.
2: Serious problems may also be what the whistleblower could be facing now as well.
6: At the very least, this could have been brought to the special counsel's attention. If not the inspector general, uh, I would have suggested to him that he at least consult a whistleblower attorney first to protect himself. So I think that, uh, you know, I don't know that this was the, yeah. the way forward for this person. An issue which seems to have,
2: right now, little way forward is immigration reform. Is that a revolt that we are seeing underway in the House of Representatives? I ask this because it is sure starting to look like one. Overnight, two more House Republicans signed on to a petition to try and force a vote on immigration, specifically to save the DACA program, which you'll remember we've discussed. It protects children brought to the United States illegally by their parents. It protects them from being deported. This maneuver, it's called a discharge petition. It's rarely successful, though it has happened. It's a rarely successful maneuver to force a vote on the floor without the blessing of the leadership, which controls what bills get a vote. If five more Republicans sign on with the addition of all the Democrats you would assume being on board, this Republican rebellion against their own leaders to get a vote on DACA could work. So the Republican House Speaker's message back to his team right now. Stop right there.
0: We've been laboring to get 218. Um, It's clear that we don't have 218 for a specific bill. I think it's futile to bring a discharge through, which would guarantee nothing goes into law. So what we're trying to do is work with our members to address our members' concerns and have a process that that could actually get law.
2: He's saying that because he says the president would veto it. If it even if it's a discharge position actually worked and while that fight plays out, what's old is new again from the president on this very topic, going back to his biting language when asked about MS-13 gang members and other undocumented immigrants who have committed crimes. Listen,
3: we have people coming into the country who are trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them, but we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals
2: his word choice getting a lot of attention. For once, can we just try to end on some happier news? Thank you Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Since this is an, an this is an anniversary and we are talking about gifts anyway, how about a royal gesture? The White House announcing today, President Trump and the First Lady will be making a contribution to one of the seven charities Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have chosen in lieu of gifts for their big wedding. A lovely gesture, absolutely. Thank goodness for once we can say that without feeling partisan. But you kind of do wonder, don't you, how Meghan Markle and Prince Harry would look in matching Make America Great hats? What? You're not wondering? Oh, maybe it's just me. Anyway, moving on, let's get back over to the White House, where President Trump is meeting with the secretary-general of NATO. Right now, Jeremy Diamond is there. Jeremy, while they are in this meeting, the president spoke to cameras. And, Jeremy, we do remember that the president avoided taking questions on one important topic yesterday, North Korea. But he didn't shy away from those same questions today.
5: That's right. It appears the president is finally ready to give his assessment of where things stand right now as far as whether this summit with North Korea will go forward next month. And the president's message so far is that we'll see. We'll see whether or not this summit happens. Uh, And he made clear that as of now, everything has been going as if, you know, nothing happened, as if the North Koreans hadn't made a statement.
3: Listen to this. Well, nothing has changed on North Korea that we know of. Uh, We have not been uh, told anything. And if it does, uh, that's fine. If it doesn't, I think we'll probably have a very successful meeting. But we have not been told anything. Uh, We're just reading... Uh, We're just reading sources like you are. We've heard certain things from South Korea. uh, But we'll see what happens. If the meeting happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, uh, we go on to the next step.
5: And uh, the president also made clear that the U.S. and North Korea are continuing to have discussions about the summit, uh, continuing to iron out some details for the planning as if nothing had happened. But the president also, in his comments uh, just now uh, in the Oval Office, also uh, simultaneously uh, reassuring Kim Jong-un, but also warning him. He reassured him that the U.S. was not trying to pursue uh, what happened in Libya, which was the removal of, uh, of uh, we- their weapons of mass destruction program in the early 2000s, and then a subsequent 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 NATO-led military intervention that removed Gaddafi from power several years later. Uh, But he did warn Kim Jong-un that uh, that kind of total destruction of Libya, as as was seen under Gaddafi, could happen in North Korea if the North Koreans don't agree to denuclearize.
2: Hmm. Quite a twist on it. Thank you, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Coming up for us, the president says it is time to wrap it up. But by all accounts, the Mueller investigation is nowhere near that. Maybe it's just getting started, the Russian investigation, one year in. Let's take stock. The panel's next. The president calls the special counsel's investigation into Russian meddling. Meddling and collusion, a witch hunt. 75 criminal charges against 22 people and companies tell a bit of a different story, at least at this point. So one year after Robert Mueller began his probe, where are we? The panel tonight, Steve Cortez is here, CNN political commentator and former Trump campaign advisor. Nia Malika Henderson is a CNN senior political reporter. Lonnie Chen is a former public policy director for Republican Mitt Romney during his his presidential campaign. And Joe Trippi is a CNN political commentator and Democratic strategist. Nia, first to you. Where are we? Let's take (laughs) stock. Where are we 365 days into this investigation?
6: Well, you know, happy birthday uh, to Mueller uh, for this, uh, you know, we're we're a year in at this point, I think the anniversary gift for a year in his paper. uh, And we know that he's collected lots of paper on this. We know uh, that he's uh, handed down some some indictments as well. But what really, I mean, he's been very uh, secretive. This whole investigation, uh, we don't know where he is. The ultimate sort of charge that Mueller has is finding out whether or not uh, there was any coordination or collusion uh, between the Trump campaign uh, and, in the Kremlin, and we don't know. I mean, he's obviously uh, investigating financial crimes as well. If anything like that have happened, was there any sort of obstruction uh, from from the president in particular? We also don't know if the president is ever going to sit down uh, with Bob Mueller. I mean, that could be another step as well. I mean, you, you laid out there how long other investigations have gone right. on. Seven years, four years. Uh, for the plane investigation, for instance, we were a year into this. I think Watergate was something like two years. So we don't really know where we are in terms of, is this wrapping up soon? But I guess the, the big things to look forward to uh, is whether or not the president uh, actually cooperates and sits down, whether or not he has to be subpoenaed, uh, and also at some point we'll have some reports uh, out yeah. of the Senate as well. They seem close to wrapping up, if, if even if Mueller doesn't.
2: Steve, why, oh, why does Donald Trump and, and allies and supporters keep saying that it's time to wrap it up? Uh, Neil lays it out. We've laid it out. Compared to past investigations, they're nowhere near kind of the end of how long it has lasted in other investigations. Why? Is it just purely for the PR purpose of just beating the drum, saying, oh, this has got to end?
1: No. It's not. It's because it should have never started in the first place. Uh, this investigation, this inquest, was poisoned from the beginning. It was started by a disgruntled and disgraced James Comey, who was fired from the FBI, and by his own admission, purposefully leaked documents, which, it by the way, may have It technically was started by James
2: Comey, if we want to go back there. It was technically but, started by Rod Rosenstein, on, but, and the only reason that Rod Rosenstein did but, it was because Jeff Sessions recused himself. Both Rod Rosenstein and Jeff Sessions were, were chosen by Donald Trump.
1: But he... But they did it because of the memo that that Comey leaked. And by his own admission, he was trying to trigger a special prosecutor rather than, by the way, have the guts and be a man and come public before the American people and say, I think this is important. Uh, Instead, he did it through subterfuge. But look, also, when you mentioned the supposed uh, success, I guess, of the investigation so far with 75 indictments. The vast majority of those are of Russians. And when you even look at the indictments of Americans, the vast majority are Paul Manafort for activities that were well before the Trump campaign. So we still have no evidence of wrongdoing so, within the campaign. And in fact, we see now the opposite. Lots of evidence of government malfeasance. The fact that we knew they were no, no, no. like, the Steve, and Steve, now, Steve.
2: now, I love hearing you talk, mold. but I got to stop you on a couple of things. We don't know if there is a mole. Yeah. That is one line in a New York Times article that we're not even going to dive into. I right just said, now.
1: according to New York Times,
2: no, no, no. According but to New York Times, it according? does not say that there is a mole. There are sources that are say like, let's not even get into it. We're not gonna go down that rabbit hole because I wanna stay on but why not? the anniversary. Right, because we, because, because we you don't want to talk, talk about, about what I want to talk about. Well Steve Doing... No, because guess what, Steve? I'm the one that gets Steve, to ask the have... questions. Lonnie Chen, how well, are you? I know today? you're the host, but
1: the truth <laughs> but the truth is also the truth.
2: Oh, well, you don't know. Here's Steve, don't do this to me. You don't know the truth. I don't know the truth. The investigation, no one knows the truth. The point being that you can't say it's time to wrap it up and it's time to be over when no one knows what Mueller has. When you say there's no collusion, there's no obstruction, you don't know as much as I don't know. And no one knows other than Bob Mueller and his team because they haven't leaked anything out. So for speaking truth, let's be honest with where things stand. That's what I'm saying. Lonnie Chen, Look, I, what do you think when uh, you're in? What have we learned and what are we missing?
7: Well, I think this is part of the problem, Kate, and and you've really kind of hit the nail on the head. We really don't know. And I think that's why it's going to be harder and harder for Republicans in Congress to continue to take the line I think you had Senator Rubio in that sound earlier saying, mm-hmm. "Look, we need to let the Mueller investigation play out." I think that's a perfectly fair position. The problem is politically, it's going to be harder and harder for Republicans on the hill to continue to take that position if there is no information that comes out one way or the other. That's why I think this investigation uh, is heading into some troubled waters politically for Republicans, very difficult. And as we move toward the election, Kate, it's only going to get harder because yes. the calls from President Trump and his supporters will be to, to, to end the investigation and to end it quickly.
2: Oh, well, on this point, on, on Joe, let me ask you, are Republicans, yes. would you advise, uh, sorry, Democrats, uh, would you advise Democrats to run on this in the midterms? I've talked to a couple of Democrats and gotten very different answers on if they think their constituents care.
4: Uh, th- th- I think uh, Democratic constituents uh, uh, may may care a lot, and I think they are being energized by a lot of things that Donald Trump does. But I I don't think that uh, anything other than sort of waiting, seeing what Mueller comes up with. Uh, if he finds nothing wrong, he finds nothing wrong. If mm-hmm. he does, uh, you know, what are the consequences? That's the time to move forward. What I ask Steve is, how does he square that? That the FBI director who Donald Trump appointed, Christopher Wray, said a few days ago in front of, in testimony, that it isn't a witch hunt at all, that there are things that have to get to the bottom of the Mueller investigation continue. So you've got the president and a lot of his partisans, uh, like Steve, screaming at the top of their lungs, end end it now. Uh, But the reality is, Mueller in a tough prosecutor, a tough special counsel, is not going to listen to any of that. He's going to pursue this to to wherever it leads. If it doesn't lead to the president, fine. But if it does, then, then, you know, just let it. And by the way, if the president has nothing to worry about, as Trey Gowdy says, start acting like someone who's innocent. These are all things that are happening right now. His own FBI director says it's not a, a witch hunt. How do you square that with what the president and his other uh, supporters How like I you. How I squared is the answer. FBI director
1: is the fbi director is wrong it's fundamentally un-american to say we are going to start an investigation <laughs> in search of a crime that's not what we do in the united states that's what they do in despotic regimes first a crime then an investigation is how it works in america the opposite is happening here Mueller's far exceeding his scope he's in, he's investigating by the way one of his better friends in the world james comey uh, and a protege of his there are so many conflicts what we know strock Page, The emails, McCabe. This whole case against the president yet, stinks. The it's corrupt. It needs Justice to The president's own Justice Department,
2: act. who is overseeing Rod Rosenstein, who is overseeing Bob Mueller, has said he and, thinks that Bob Mueller he's wrong. is still in. And he's
1: wrong, okay. and he should be fired. So, and I think ev- he's going to. be.
2: Every, everyone is wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, stand by. Coming up, in a new debate over immigration, it is a new debate over immigration turning into an all out rebellion on Capitol Hill? The fight right now is between Republicans and Republicans. What gives?
0: he still believes the same things he believed before, and we share those agreements, uh, those those principles. The point I keep making is, if, if we're going to advance immigration legislation, let's advance immigration legislation that could get a presidential signature, not one that would get a presidential veto. That's the point we keep trying to make.
2: That is House, House Speaker Paul Ryan. That is House Speaker Paul Ryan trying to convince members of his own party not to break ranks and force a vote on a major immigration issue. Moderate Republicans, though, say if they don't break ranks essentially and they don't move to protect dreamers as they're called they'll lose at the polls ryan says if congress passes a bill the president won't sign it so what now the panel's back nia a rebellion on immigration republican against republican in the house what is going on here
6: Yeah, I mean, it's these moderate uh, Republicans who are up in states like California, like Colorado, like Florida, uh, who know this is going to be an issue as they try to hang on to their seats. So they are essentially, like you said, rebelling against uh, House leadership here. And remember, House leadership uh, is pretty much in lame duck status here, given that Paul Ryan uh, is not going to return to to Congress uh, after his term is up. So they are trying to force a vote on this. As far as I can tell, uh, last check, they need about five more Republicans to sign on, if they get the entire uh, body of Democrats to sign on, too, they could probably force a floor vote on uh, on DACA. And it would essentially give a pathway to citizenship for these DACA uh, kids, a lot of whom are adults uh, at this point, about 600, 700,000 of them, uh, as lo- as well as border security uh, money. So we'll see, see where quick, goes. Lonnie, mean, this
2: goes. Lonnie, yep, go why ahead. immigration? Why now?
7: Well, I mean, this is entirely about the midterm elections, Kate. You've got these moderate members of Congress that are in very difficult re-election campaigns. And, and look, I think it's less about actually passing immigration reform. I know that's as cynical as it sounds. It's <laughs> less about passing immigration reform and more about saying, look, we did everything we could to try and have this discussion. So mm. you've got a number of Republicans that have already said, look, we'd love to get this bill to the floor. They need five more votes. And there are still several, for example, Republicans from Southern California California that have yeah. not yet signed on to the discharge petition, who very well could and could force the action on this, but it's a horrible thing for the Republican leadership to have to deal with at a yeah. time when they would much rather be dealing with things that unite the party.
2: Well, and, and Steve, the, Paul Ryan says if they pass this, the president's not going to sign it, because he, he, he he's the one right. who put the rule in place that they were not going to protect DREAMers, They wanted, he wanted something different. But if moderates say to the president, we need this, Mr. President, or, we, or we're going to lose, or we're going, and that would mean maybe lose the majority should the president help them out
1: Uh, look the president does want to protect dreamers Uh, he he came on record and put a very sensible compromise in front of the democrats that they rejected uh, where he would protect these dreamer young adults and they're not kids they're adults brought here as children. And the president, I think, showed enormous empathy, uh, really got a lot of his own White House, a lot of his own base, mad by taking that position that I support, certainly as an Hispanic and a son of immigrants. But it has to be part of a larger package. It includes border security and reforms to our legal immigration system, things like getting rid of the visa lottery system. The Democrats wouldn't even come to the table on that grand bargain. And I think I they mean, showed us that Steve, they are the ones who don't want a solution. From Steve, they I'm want a controversy.
2: From, from, um, what I'm also hearing from Steve is what I'm well, also hearing from the president, Joe, which is the president's blaming Democrats. For
4: this. Well, I mean, again, this is going to be uh, these. Are, this is a fight going on with between Republicans. In fact, there's several Republicans leading this that, that claim that they have the five votes uh, that they need to to get it to the floor. And I, I don't want to uh, appear to be the cynic in all of this, uh, but it, it wouldn't be that dumb for Ryan to let this vote come to the floor. Let these Republicans. Uh, actually cast their yes vote to save DACA and have the president veto it. And everybody,
2: they can, they can, just like Lanny said, then everybody, then everybody, then everybody can win. Yeah, to get out of jail free card. Us cynical yeah. on State of America now. Happy anniversary, everybody. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is day 483 of President Trump's administration. It's also 173 days until the midterm elections. That's the State of America. We'll see you back here tomorrow.